This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, September 4th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. The Annapolis Police Department released two sort of bizarre stories yesterday afternoon. On Sunday at about 5.20 p.m., middle of the afternoon, the police department responded to the 900 block of Van Buren Street in Eastport. When they arrived, they found a victim was riding a bicycle in the area when he noticed he was being followed by a gray or silver older model four-door sedan. When the car reached the bicyclist, the front passenger door opened, attempting to strike him, and then the rear passenger door opened and struck the victim, causing him to fall off his bike. Three male suspects exited the vehicle and began to punch and kick the victim while he was on the ground. They took a pack of cigarettes and fled when the victim began calling for help. Police did not make any arrests, and that investigation continues. And on Saturday afternoon, again midday at about 4.10 p.m., they responded to the 200 block of Farragut Court for a reported assault. Now, Farragut Court is the apartments that are off of Hilltop Lane, sort of near the Pitmoyer Rec Center. The adult male victim reported he was inside the apartment when he was assaulted by a group group of male suspects. One of the suspects threatened him with a knife. The others punched and kicked him. They took the victim's vehicle keys, and when the victim was able to escape the apartment, they ran with his car. Police did find the car being operated on Spa Road. They did make a stop, and they were able to arrest Anthony Espinoza, 18, of Capitol Heights, Maryland, and Jose Escobar Flores, 16, of Annapolis. They were both arrested and charged with armed robbery, robbery, first and second degree assault, and several other criminal charges. Both are being held without bond at Jennifer Road. Kind of a violent Labor Day weekend in Annapolis. And Ronald County Council is back in session. They had their first meeting after their August recess, and, and Dr. Nilesh Kalinaraman has been confirmed as the county's health officer. It's been a long time coming, but it's not over yet. Because this is a pseudo-state position, his name needs to be forwarded to Governor Larry Hogan, who will actually make the appointment. There is nobody that sees any reason why Governor Hogan would not approve that. In addition, two bills were passed on County Executive Pittman's Fair Housing Initiative. This is his trifecta, which is now complete. The first one was passed in July, and that was about workforce housing, which allowed more dense development based on affordability of houses. The two that were passed last night were a non-discrimination clauses in the housing law, and in addition to all the other protected classes, sex, gender, political orientation, all that kind of stuff, they added the form of payment. And that's my term. They've got a fancier term for that. But basically, you cannot discriminate on housing if somebody is looking to pay with Section 8 vouchers. Once again, this doesn't say that you have to rent to Section 8 vouchers. It says you're not allowed to discriminate. And the third part of the trifecta was the beefing up of the Human Relations Commission, giving it some teeth. Now they are able to fine and penalize. They're able to issue cease and desist letters in any kind of discrimination cases that are brought before them. Lindale Middle School has riled up some parents with a new cell phone policy at the school. Lindale has adopted a, quote, away for the day policy, which will require that all electronic devices and accessories are kept in the students' individual lockers during the school day and completely out of sight. The rule specifically states that cell phones must be turned off and cannot be visible on campus throughout the duration of the school day. The campus includes once students enter into the school's building and surrounding school grounds. The school day includes, but is not limited to, to class time, passing periods, lunch periods, after-school detention, tutorials, during emergency drills, practices for extracurricular events, and field trips. 
Consequences for violating the policy range from the first offense, which is a warning, and having the phone confiscated by administration and returned to the student at the end of the day, to a sixth offense where it will be confiscated by the administration and returned to the family after they come to the school to retrieve the phone, participate in a conference, and an out-of-school suspension for insubordination for one to two days of the student. Parents are up in arms saying that they need to be able to be in touch with their student for safety reasons as well as students need to be in touch with their parents as well. In the times that we are living in, I think I'm going to side with the parents there. The reason that the school did institute that, they say, is just because of some of the bad that goes with the cell phones, using the apps, distracting from class, bullying, videos, etc. I really wish this didn't need to be said, but it does. Please be careful if you are considering donating to any kind of relief efforts for Hurricane Dorian. Unfortunately, scammers get to work when disaster strikes, and there already have been fraudulent appeals appearing on Facebook, email, and other social media channels. I know I saw several in several Facebook groups I've had now. Some of them may be legitimate. Some of them may not. You really can't tell. The best way to do it is to go to guidestar.org or charitynavigator.org and look up the charities that are actually offering relief efforts. That way you can be sure that your money does go to the relief efforts and not to some slimeball scammer. And finally, as we wrap up, the Baltimore Ravens have ranked about smack dab in the middle of the NFL by franchise value, according to recent data from Forbes. The Ravens' total value grew by 4% over last year to $2.59 billion. And for comparison, the number one team was the Dallas Cowgirls at $5 billion. Just kind of looking at the list... As far as the value goes, the least valuable team in the league was the Buffalo Bills at $1.6 billion. The Steelers were number 15 at $2.58 billion. The Ravens were 14 at $2.59 billion. Redskins were number 5 at $3.1 billion. Patriots were number 2 at $3.8 billion. And, and the Cowboys were at $5 billion. Interesting looking at those teams and their gate receipts as well. The Bills brought in $52 million in gate receipts. The Steelers, $66 million. The Ravens, $73. The Eagles were $73. Redskins, $89. Patriots at $103 million. And again, topping the list, the Cowboys at $108 million. It appears that football is a very profitable endeavor. All right, that does it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. Give a click on that first link in the show notes and find out all the ways that you can connect with us and give us a rating or a review anytime you are someplace where you might be able to do that. Let your friends and family know about us. And also make sure you check out that podcast we did on Saturday about Maryland Hall. They do have their Arts Alive coming up a little bit later this week. It's on Friday night. It's a fun party. There are a few tickets still left. You can check them out at Maryland. Hall.org. Other than that, hang tight. We've got George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. He's coming up in just one minute. September 28th, the second annual Twist and Stout Festival at Quiet Waters Park along the shores of the South River. Twist and Stout, a Maryland wine, craft, beer, food, and arts festival presented by the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks along with the Maryland Wineries Association. Sample dozens of craft beers and Maryland wines. There's music all day starring the Groove Spot Band along with the Naptown Brass Band and Vertigo Red. Watch the plein air painters and shop dozens of artisans, crafters, and food trucks. Tickets are on sale now at twistandstout.org. That's T-W-I-S-T-A-N-D-S-T-O-U-T dot org. September 28th, Twist and Stout at Quiet Waters Park. Noon till 6. Tickets at twistandstout.org. 
going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, September 4th. Yesterday was a nice one for the first day back to school for students in Anne Arundel County, but today won't be quite as good as highs climb back into the 90s and scattered PM showers and storms move through the region as another frontal boundary moves through from the west-northwest. The upside is that behind that front, we'll see much cooler temps both Thursday and Friday with highs in the 70s. Those skies will generally be cloudy each day with scattered showers and slightly breezy skies as Hurricane Dorian moves by well to the south and east on its way up the east coast and off into the Atlantic Ocean Friday, likely bringing some wind and rain to the Ocean City region and leaving behind some moderate beach erosion at all Delmarva beaches. As for the weekend ahead, the expectation is still for excellent weather both days with plenty of sunshine and highs 77 to 84 degrees. So make plans now to get out and about to enjoy. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there and be sure to get our free app, on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores. And also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Join us Saturday, September 21st at the Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis as we walk to fight suicide. Be a part of the movement turning hope into action. Funds raised will benefit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Register today at AFSP.org slash Annapolis. Together, we can help stop suicide. Go to AFSP.org slash Annapolis. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.